it's wonderful to be together this morning. How many had a great Christmas? Fantastic. So pleased you had a great Christmas. How many are expectant for a great 2024? Amen, Paul. I'm waving with Paul. Hallelujah. We're ready for it. Ready to step into a brand new year. Expectant for God's blessing. Like James said, expectant for God's goodness, for God's grace, for that empowering of God's life and God's spirit in our lives so that we can apprehend again all of the wonderful, precious promises that He's given, given us in this next year ahead. Tonight, millions of people across our world are going to state their New Year's resolutions. They're going to be proclaiming their hopes and their dreams that they want to achieve in 2024. And all in the search of a new life. All in the hope of achieving new dreams. Looking to live in new ways. Looking in new directions to go. But our lives are not built on any New Year's resolution. Our lives are built and constructed by the precious revelation, not a New Year's resolution that comes and goes and many times fizzles out. Our lives are built on the precious revelation of God's Word that doesn't fizzle out, that doesn't fade, that endures forever. Many of the New Year's resolutions that are going to be made tonight, sadly, are going to just fizzle out and fade away in the weeks and the months to come. But the revelation of God's Word that we ground our lives in lasts forever, endures all seasons, irrespective of the conditions that we find ourselves in life. And that's the hope that we have going forward into this next new year. It's exciting to step into another new year. It's exciting to see a year close and another year open. It's like the, the turning of a new page where it's fresh, clean, and pristine. Who knows what's going to get written on this next new year, on this next page in our lives, in the year ahead. I believe it's going to be good things. I believe it's going to be blessed things. I, I believe for many of us it's going to be things that we've hoped and dreamed for in God. They're going to be fulfilled in our lives over this next year. God wants us to have that great hope, that great expectation and excitement about the year ahead, I believe. The title, if you want one, of today's message is very simple, Let It Go. That's the title of our message this morning. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Let it go. Why don't you turn to the person next to you very quickly and say, let it go. Say it with a bit of conviction. Be firm with them. Look at them in the eye and tell them, let it go. Let it go. 
And that phrase came back to me just this week, came into my mind as I was thinking about a time when I was younger. And I was in a large group in a field that we used to play in. And uh, we, were all, we were all having a tug of war. We divided ourselves into two different groups and we started to play tug of war. Of course, I was in the weaker group, the smaller group, and the other side were far bigger than the group that I was in. And as we started to, to compete one with another, there was a lot of sweat, a lot of huffing and puffing and blowing. But all through the time that we were, we were pulling back and forth, we were getting pulled over the line. Really, we were getting dragged across the field. The other side were far stronger, far bigger, more power, had more power than us. And we were getting hopelessly defeated. Well, after numerous defeats, one of the older boys said to us, boys, I got an idea. We grouped together and we knew that we were going to lose the next match. He said, boys, I've got, a, I've got an idea to play on the opposing team. When we, when we start the next match, we'll let them pull us a little bit over the line. And then when I shout, let it go. He said, I want you all at once to let the rope go. Well, we all liked the idea because we knew what was going to happen. So we joined. We were ready. Chanting. We started to pull. They started to pull. Back and forth it went. But slowly the, their power overcame us. Their strength was too much. We didn't have a match for it. We one by one started to get pulled over the line. Defeat was imminent when the older lad shouted, Boys, let it go! And all at once, we got something right. We let that little rope that we were holding go suddenly. And as we did, that strong opposing team went hurtling and crumbling to the floor, piling over one another. We were jumping up in the air, shouting and chanting, laughing. And that day, I remember, we went home. Not defeated, but victors. Because, you see, we had had the last laugh. We'd had the last laugh over the stronger team, over the team that was more powerful, over the team that was humiliating us and making us feel small. We had had the last laugh. We went home that day with our heads held high, laughing and joking, not humiliated, but victorious. Because we had won the day with the last laugh. You know, God can use very simple stories like that to illustrate very powerful points in our lives. To illustrate very powerful truths to us. And I believe earlier this week when the Holy Spirit brought that back to my mind, He wanted us to... Let things go in our lives. He wants us to let things go. You see, sometimes our past can be a bit like that tug-of-war scenario. 
Sometimes our past can be very powerful, very strong, to the point where we feel defeated, to the point where we feel very weak and very vulnerable as our past stalks us, as our past haunts us. It can be like that tug-of-war situation where we are continually being pulled back over the line into memories and into thoughts and into things that we want to leave and let go of. But we, we hold that connection with the past and we wrestle with it and we pull on it and it pulls on us and we kind of get dragged back into things that we don't want to remember. Well, the Holy Spirit this morning, I believe, is giving us a very, very simple word, very simple instruction to guide us as we step into a brand new year, to guide us as we step into 2024. And the word is this, let it go. Let your past go. Whatever it might be, that is trying to hold on to you, whatever it might be that's trying to stalk you or haunt you, whatever's trying to come up from the past, it's trying to bring you down and hinder you, let it go. In 2024, the Holy Spirit wants you to step forward into a into a brand new year. And just like you see a clean, pristine page that's crisp and ready for new things, so your life will be. But you've got to let go of that hold that you've had with the past. You've got to let it go today in this service. He's going to bring closure to some things to help you and strengthen you so that you can go confidently forward into all of the new things that God has for you. How many people this morning are ready to let some things go? Hallelujah. Some struggles, some, some, some old things that, that are raising their head up. Let them go today. Hallelujah. Let them go once and for all. Let them go. And you'll go with your head held high with the last laugh over your past, strong and confident in the way of this next new year that the Holy Spirit takes you. Some of us have to stop having that tug of war with our emotions, whether it's a fear, a depression, an anxiety, a worry about the future. Others of us have to stop having that tug of war with, with memories, going down memory lane where we've been rejected, where a relationship may have failed, where we, we're continually rehearsing and remembering words that were once spoken over us that have hurt us and injured us and caused us harm. We've got to stop rehearsing those things, remembering those things. Because every time we do, it's, it's, a, it's a tug on our soul. It's a tug on our spirit that draws us back to things that don't exist anymore. We've got to just let that, that rope go. 
and walk free and walk forward into everything that God has for us. Refuse to hold that connection with the past any longer. Just let it go. Let it go once and for all. That's what this service is about this morning. This is the word of the Lord to you this morning. Maybe not to all of us, but possibly to many of us. You've got to let go of the past. Now, this is not an easy thing to do. The past is very powerful. The past is very strong. But I'll tell you something. It's not as strong as Jesus. Hallelujah. The past is powerful. The past is strong. And if we were to try and match our strength against it, we would be, out, we, we would be outnumbered by all of the incidents that would come to, come to our memory against us. We'd be defeated. But in the face of Jesus, in light of His Word, our past can be put to bed. It can be buried in the grave, and it is buried in Him. Our past has no power over us because Christ lives in us. It only has the power that we give it. So let's give it none. Let's let it go. Now we may ask, how? How can we do this? How can we let go of the powerful pull of the past on our lives? How can we be strong? How can we be expectant in 2024? How can we just let go of things that seem to have such a powerful hold on our lives? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us the answer in a revelation that he chose to live by that he based his life on. And this is how Jesus wants us to live. This is how Jesus has destined each one of us to live. We're going to read words that Paul committed his life to, found in Philippians chapter 3. Words that many of us know well. Words that many of us have read many times. But I think it's important for us to refresh our minds this morning in what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. Because in these verses, Paul sets out his conviction that he was determined to live by every day. A resolution that he made as he went forward in life. A resolution based on revelation that he had in his life with Christ. Let me read it to you, Philippians chapter 3, from verses 12 through to verse 14. Paul says this, Not that I have already attained, or I'm already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. And this is what 
Paul says next, and this is the key statement that I want us to focus on and grasp this morning. Listen to it. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul had found the secret to successful living. Paul found the secret and the key to abundant life in Christ. He found the key and the secret to going forward and not going back in life. And that secret was simply in being willing to forget. Willing to forget what was behind him in the past. It sounds so simple. It sounds so basic. But if you will commit your life to doing this one thing as Paul did, I tell you, you will unlock a power in your life that maybe you've never known before or experienced. If we together as God's people will commit our lives to doing this one thing, forgetting what's behind and pressing forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, my goodness, the joy, the fullness, the depth of living in Him will be phenomenal. And this is what Paul committed his life to. He refused to hold on to anything that would hinder him. He refused to hold on to anything that would impede his progress in going forward. To get everything out of 2024, we have to get past our past by letting it grow, by letting it go. Just drop the rope. Drop the connection. No longer allow that mental tug of war to take place. No longer allow those feelings of guilt, those feelings of condemnation, that voice that haunts, criticizes, and condemns. No longer allow it. Let it go in the power of God's Spirit. Let it go in freedom in your life in Christ. Let it go. This is how Paul lived. This is how he conducted his life. This one thing, Paul says, I do. He prioritized it. He made sure it was part of every moment of every day. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. What a fantastic way to live. What a powerful way to live. He was strong. He was determined. Mentally fit. Mentally strong. Oh, it's one thing, you know, we, we make our boast, don't we, about all of these these great fitness programs that we have, and all of these physical abilities that we, we do, or that we have and we achieve, and all of these diets that we go on, and how we can groom our outer man 
very often the inner man is weak. The inner man is, is, is shriveled up, cowering in the corner, afraid of life, afraid to go forward. But Paul was strong mentally. He had a strong inner disposition because he relied completely and trusted on the Lord Jesus. In fact, he said, it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. What a fantastic revelation to have. It's no longer I that live, but Christ Jesus that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. The beginning of those verses, he said, I've been crucified with Christ. He, he, he resolved that all of his past life was crucified on that cross it had gone into the grave and he had risen with Christ in new life. And he refused to live any longer in an old way. He resolved to live fully for Christ and he did. To the extent that he could say, I'm not living anymore. But I can see Christ's wonderful life living, shining through me. This man had such a strong inner disposition because he allowed Jesus to affect his word in his life. And he committed himself to one thing, to forgetting what was behind him. Every time the past tried to raise his head, Paul made sure that he was quick to deal with it and shut the door on it. Paul, Paul's past had no power over him because he would not allow it to have power over him. What was behind him was behind him. What was behind him was long gone and over and cancelled out by the cross of Christ Jesus. He recognized he was forgiven. He recognized that Christ had set him free. He recognized that he could go forward confidently into all of the wonderful things that God had destined him to go forward in. One of the reasons why is because he had such conviction like this to refuse to remember the things that were past and gone. I wonder how many of us this morning can confidently say with Paul, this one thing I do, this one thing is a priority to me in my life. What is the one thing? Forgetting those things that are behind. This one thing I prioritize this one thing I make sure I do every day. Forgetting the things that are behind. Very often it's easier said than done, isn't it? It's easy to say it. It's so easy to read it. And easy to quote it. But to do it can be hard because very often we fall into 
a habit of remembering, reliving, and rehearsing things that are back in our past, occasions that happened that are very real and powerful. And we go back there and we rehearse them and we sit there and we regurgitate them. It's like eating the same meal over and over again, a thousand or more times, trying to find some kind of nutritious value in it. But when you eat the same food and the same meal over and over again, it's just going to be sour, well past its use-by date. You can't be healthy like that. You can't expect to gain health and strength if you just eat food that's way past its sell-by date. You're going to be ill. You're going to be weak. Your body is going to fail. Well, it's like that with our mind. It's like that with our thoughts. It's like that with our past. We're not called to regurgitate it, relive it, remember it, or recite it. We're called to see it finished at the cross and count it as done and gone. This is what Paul was talking about. But very often it's easier to to go back in our minds. Oh, if only I'd done that. If only I'd said that. If only I'd taken that opportunity. No. This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press forward to that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul is telling us here. He's telling us to cancel the past. Those, those things that would hinder us. Those things that would bring us harm. Those things that would seek to condemn us and make us feel guilty. To forget about them. Our life is new in Christ Jesus. This was the wonderful news that Paul gave to a church at Corinth that were still wrapped up in past lifestyles and habits of life that they were called to leave. He says, and he said to them in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're brand new in Christ. All of those old things that once defined us no longer define us because Jesus has made all things new about our lives. And that's how we're called to live, recognizing that all things have become new. Not reliving in the old things that have passed away, they're dead and gone, buried in Christ Jesus. Now, in recognition of that, let's go forward, ready to step into a brand new year, free of all attachments with the past. It's time to make, for some of us, it's time to make forgetting the one thing that we do. The one thing that we commit ourselves to. If you want a resolution, 
base it on this revelation. Make this the one thing that you're going to do throughout 2024. Commit yourself to this one thing and you will do yourself well. You will see your life grow in so many different ways. As God's Word flourishes and becomes fruitful in your life. This word forgetting that Paul used in verse 13 literally means to cease to be affected by. To cease to be affected by. Think about that for a moment. What's behind you in your past? The years of history that you have. When you do this one thing that Paul advises us to do, you are choosing to cease to be affected by any past incident that would cause you harm. Any past incident that, that would hinder you and cause you to stumble as you go forward in your life with Christ. Any negative life event that's gone on in your life, any negative life event that wants to pull you back when you, when you do this one thing of forgetting what's behind, you cut ties with it. You cease to be affected by that negative element that might try to creep back into your present. And we can do this through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can do this with the aid of His ever-present help. This is how He wants us to walk. This is how He wants us to live. And this was so important. And I'm going over this in various different ways, repeating myself, because I really want to emphasize this this morning, to really get it into our hearts. So important for Paul that he singled out this action as crucial to moving forward every day. One thing I do, he says. This is a, a priority for me. One thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. I'm going forward. I'm not going back there. This is the direction that I'm taking. I'm forgetting what's behind me so that I can move forward into all the things that Christ has for me. This one thing I do, he says. Notice, he doesn't say, this one thing I have done. There's a difference. He doesn't say, this one thing I've done. He says, this one thing I do to suggest that it's a continuous action that he's taken. Paul says, this one thing I do, making clear that this is a reoccurring habit in every moment of life, a daily discipline. Paul knew that the voice of our past was stubborn. The voice of our past very often is unrelenting. So he says, this one thing I do continually. It's written in the, continual, in the continuous tense. 
because he wants us to understand that this is not a one-off action. It's a constant daily discipline and position that we have to take, a reoccurring habit, a practice of life in every day. As we go into this next new year, commit yourself to doing this one thing every day, forgetting what is behind. Now, also important to say, Paul isn't telling us to delete our memory. There's many things in our past that are good. He's not telling us, you know, to to blank out everything that's ever occurred in our lives. He's not telling us, you know, to press the, the erase button so everything's removed. We can't remember back what happened in years gone by. No, there are many great blessings in our lives when we look back in hindsight. There's many things to thank God over. So Paul isn't saying erase all of your thinking about the past. Don't remember what happened to you in relation to God's goodness and the care of God's people around you. No, he's not saying that. On lots of occasions, Paul instructed believers and churches to call to remembrance things that he'd spoken, to call to remembrance things that Jesus had said, to call to remembrance things that had happened in their lives for the glory of God. So he isn't telling us to erase our memory, but he is saying that we have to be selective about what we remember. We have to remember the good things, the great things that God has done for us, but we have to reject and refute all of the things that would seek to do us harm and bring us down. He wants to make that clear. The wrong things that would hold us back, He wants us to forget about and walk on from, move away from. And the good things, the blessed things, He wants us to hold on to. In fact, there's many verses in the Bible, you can look through them, where God calls us to remember and meditate upon things that had previously been said and promised and spoken and done by God. So the Bible isn't telling us, Paul isn't telling us to delete all of our memory, but he is telling us those things where your spirit is alarmed by, those things where you, where a thought comes into your mind and, and, and your, your, your inner man starts to become overcome and burdened by and overwhelmed by and, and, and before you know, you, you, you're in this maze of thinking where you're, you're almost hunched over inside. Paul says those things. Forget about. They've been leveled at the cross. They've been buried in the grave. You've been forgiven. You've been set free so that you can go forward in the fullness of life now, in the newness of life. You're brand new. 
all of those old things, they have gone. They've been canceled out in Christ Jesus. Paul, just like an athlete, was determined. And you see this in verse 14. He was determined like an athlete to press forward. He dealt with his past by forgetting about it. And as he rendered it powerless in his life through this daily habit, this daily discipline, now he could go forward and release all of the wonderful potentials of life within him, this life of Christ that wanted to unfold through him to be a blessing to others, to build the church, to reach the lost. He could go forward now. And he saw himself as, a, a, as an athlete straining for the prize, pressing. And those Greek athletes, those runners of Paul's day, would often, as they came close to the line, would often throw their arms in front of their feet, straining to get over the line to finish and to win the prize. And Paul... In the same way, saw himself straining, pushing forward passionately with all of his might, with all of his life, going forward to serve Jesus in whatever way that he could. Let's run our race in 2024 just like that, irrespective of our age, whether we're young or whether we're older in years, irrespective this isn't about our physical ability. This is about an attitude of heart and a, and a mind that we have. Let's set our heart to run as Paul did, to press forward in all that we do to serve and glorify God in being a blessing to one another in this house and also to being a blessing in the world in which we live. Let's do that. Let's make that resolve. But we're not going to do that if we're constantly looking back. Just imagine if you, when you're driving your car, if the only gear you had was a reverse gear. There'd be a lot of collisions on the road. Now it's all right to drive in reverse. You know, for a couple of moments. But my goodness me, you don't want to be driving round in reverse for, for very long, do you? You know, 99% of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, you're in the car engaging with those gears that are taking you forward. You're moving up through those gears to go faster Doing 20 in the 20 mile an hour zones. Praise God. Hallelujah for 20 mile an hour. Praise God. I hope everybody's doing 20 mile an hour. Can I tell you a little story quickly? I was going down the road and I thought it was 30 mile an hour. No, and it was a two lane road in Newport. Eden was with me, my daughter, and um, we, we, we came behind this car. It was a Volvo, 
And he was doing, I mean, he was doing 20 mile an hour, strict. And I thought, I said to Eden, I said, go, he's enjoying his 20 mile an hour, isn't he? So I got out into the other lane, put my foot on the throttle and shot past him at 30. And then I got to the lights because I thought it was a 30 mile an hour. I got to the lights and then I saw some little blue lights. Oh, my goodness me. Praise God for the law. I said, Eden, wind down that window quick. She said, what do you mean, Dad? I said, it's the police. She said, no, it's not. I said, it is. He's in an unmarked car. So I wound down the, wound down the window. He wound down his window. He said, sir, he said, uh, he said you were going a touch faster than 20 mile an hour when you passed me. I said, oh, sorry, officer. I said, I didn't realize it was 20 mile an hour on this road. Yes, it is. Yeah. I said, oh, I'm really, really sorry. He said, that's all right. He said, I'll forgive you on this occasion. Wound his window up and off we went. He was gracious. Honestly, I'm not making fun. He was really kind because he could have booked me for doing 30 mile an hour in a 20 mile an hour. So learn the lesson from me. If you're in a 20 or if you're in any doubt, right? Irrespective of peop if people are getting impatient behind you, I'm going to move to Bristol with Paul. <laughs> praise God in England, they got some wisdom. They still got the 30. Let's give God praise for English people. Come on. <laughs> We need a bit of sense. We do in Wales. <laughs> How did I say that? I don't know. But God, like, hey, listen, God is good. I was forgiven. And that's in the past anyway. What am I remembering that for? It's back there. I'm going to forget about that when I go into 2024. But listen, this is just a very simple message this morning to encourage us. We've all got a past in this room. We've all made huge mistakes. We've hurt people. We've been hurt by people. And, you know, we can camp around our past and, and, and you know, lick our wounds. But that's not God's will. We're not going to do ourselves any good. And we're not going to do anybody else any good around us by doing that. We've got to... As we step into 2024, close the door on 2023 and all of the other years that were before it in the power of the Holy Spirit and go forward in new life. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. In a moment, we're just going to pray together before we go. Have you been blessed this morning? I tell you, what a, what a joy it's been just to praise God, to be together, to lift our voices and sing and praise, praise His name. You know, as I was um, just preparing this message this week, I, my mind went back to a time where my mum and dad were missionaries in Portugal. And um, I remember being in school, the one occasion that I was in school. And um, there was a sports day in school that was announced and 
in the weeks leading up to the sports day, we were all practicing on the field with our little shorts on for the running race. And I was running to the the best of my ability, but every time in the practice races, I was coming in eighth or fifth or sixth. I wasn't getting anywhere near the front runners. Well, the day of the race came, and I remember it vividly. It came back to my mind. And uh, moments before the race, everybody was there. All the parents were down the side of the field, excited, watching. Moments just before the race began, my father came up to me, and he knelt down on one knee. And he looked into my eyes, and he said, David, I love you very much, son. He said, I want you to do one thing for me today. One thing when you run this race. I said, what do you want me to do, Dad? He said, son, he said, when you run, he said, don't look back. I said, all right, Dad, I I think I can do that. He said, Dave, he said, whatever you do, don't look back. You're going to want to look back. He said, but when you start to run, when you hear that whistle, blow. He said, you run as fast as you can. And son, and he looked into my eyes. He said, don't look back. I said, all right, dad. So there I went. There I was on the field at the starting line. All of a sudden, the whistle went off. Off it went. I started to run with all of my might, as fast as my little legs would carry me. And I could hear, as I was running towards the finish line, I could hear the runners behind me that were stronger, that had bigger strides than me. They were taller than me. I could hear them coming closer toward me. And everything within me wanted to look back, to look behind. But then I heard my dad's voice, David, don't look back. I just kept running. I didn't look back. And to my amazement, I crossed the line in first place. Hey! The one thing I've won, praise God. I haven't won much. But the one thing I won, I won a little running race in primary school. There we go, look. I can put that on my CV. I've won a race. The one thing I won, and I believe... It was just as a result of listening to my dad who looked into my eyes and said, Son, I love you. When you run, don't look back. I believe the Holy Spirit, I believe Jesus looks into our eyes, looks into our hearts, and with those same words of passion, says, Come on, you're going to run now in 2024. Make it your objective. Make it your Resolute conviction not to look back in the past. God has many wonderful things ahead of us. New things, opportunities, blessings, promises to fulfill. And He's going to do it as we choose not to look back, but to look towards Him and the upward call that He has for us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah! We give you praise, Jesus. We really do. Lord, I thank you for your people. I thank you for their precious hearts. 
Lord, you have brought us together to be your family. I thank you, Lord. Lord, for everything that you have set for us ahead in 2024. We thank you for the blessings that you're going to bring. We thank you for the promises that you're going to fulfill. We thank you for the new life that we're going to experience in you through the power of your Spirit. We're not going to look back. This one thing we are going to commit ourselves to, forgetting what is behind, we're going to go forward and press towards that prize of the upward call that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all God's people said, why don't you stand to your feet? James and the team's going to lead us. Come on, let's give Jesus praise this morning.